Welcome to Tennessee Fan Talk, Vols fans. Entering week nine. A little downhearted from what we could be feeling. The Duke says he called it out. Truth. (laughs) We got a show for you today. A show full of questions. We're going to hit four minutes. A little four-minute drill on the game stats, and then we're going to hit into some questions. As always, you got the Duke. You got Bird. Special guest today, Balls fan, Will Wheeler. How you doing, buddy? Thank you all for having me on. <laughs> love it, love it. couple did you, questions. Did I, hear you, did I hear you correctly? Balls fan? Yeah, Balls fan, yeah. You, Okay. Whether or not you okay. are or not, you are tonight. Okay. <laughs> Is he really not? Because I mean, we can we can kick him out from me. Let's let's just let's just get we, the air we, clear here. We will. Hold, we have a big question uh, for the end of the Kentucky preview, and then we're going to reveal his true character. This is a Kentucky fan. Oh no! Don't do that. Don't do that to him. Keep him guessing. Keep him guessing. Yeah. yeah. You you spend the show guessing. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Two lane. I'm an, I'm an old. Oh, riding, riding the big green wave. I'm a traditionalist when it comes to the SEC. <laughs> We're going to start off uh, with that four minute drill on the game stats. Looking down this sheet, guys, we talked about it uh, before uh, started recording. It kind of looks, and Will brought it up, it looks like it did last year as far as how close it was. You go through here, look at first downs, um, time of possession, net yards rushing within five of each other, passing 271 for Tennessee, 220 for Alabama. Um, well, the completions, that, that was just 28 for 41 for Milton. <laughs> just got talk. Uh, both with two uh, passing touchdowns. Offensive yards overall, Tennessee 404, Alabama 358. Uh, plays roughly the same. I mean, you look at everything. So does it boil down to a couple of things for me? Here, here, Here's my take is the horrible third down conversions, uh, 8 of 18 for Tennessee, 0 of 3 of fourth down conversions, uh, 3 for 4 red zone, but 1 for 4 of touchdowns in the red zone. For me, the game turned around with the fumble. With the Milton fumble. That was it. Pulled the plug. I so the fourth down the fourth down shotguns were were killing me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Golly, that was, that was, that that had me screaming at the television. Like this is blasphemy. Was it a scream? Like go get him, boys. because he's in the shotgun. I don't know what, what, what was going on. I can't predict it. You would think that they would practice that. You know, you could tell he's not comfortable under center. Because he never takes them. He never takes snaps under center. And as big of a guy as he is, why would... He just has to lean forward. Why would it not be him? Why are they trying this... I have seen Tom... Yeah. Go ahead. 
He's got what a seven foot wingspan. I mean, I'm sure. I grew seriously. up watching Tom Brady being a hundred percent, probably just making it up on the daggum quarterback sneak for first downs. Why? I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Oh, let's let's you know get a running start now. Yeah, he's six five, two hundred and thirty five pounds. Get someone behind him, push him. I mean, we, we I just got off from watching the Eagles. I mean, they've obviously started the trend this year, and they just did it about ten minutes ago with Jalen Hurts. I mean, he gets like eight yards. Um, it just blows my mind why why you wouldn't just in a big game, big situation, just follow the trend. I don't know. Oh, oh boy, we're getting it. It's hard to look over everything we're talking about. It's hard to look over the big question for the end because we're going to have a big one at the end. We already talked about uh, Milton, 28 for 41, 271 yards, two touchdowns. His longest pass, 39 yards. It's probably the longest pass of the year, right? <laughs> I would say so. In, yeah, I mean that that wasn't including the running yards. That was the touchdown pass, right? Score so, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. It was a dime in the back left corner. Ah, uh, I don't know. That uh, South Carolina game, he threw like a. I mean, I want to say it was like forty plus yards. Uh, um, that one that uh, that one that he yeah. just skied up in the air, and yeah. I mean, they came down with the play, and and Squirrel caught with his feet. Squirrel has saved him. Squirrel caught that pass. If Squirrel was only six inches taller. Yeah, <laughs> it's the truth. He's the fastest guy out there. If he was, I mean, if he was as tall as Jalen Hyde, he'd be just as good. I will say for Milton, I'm going to give him some. He showed a little bit better poise in the first half, and this was after he uh, went to his teammates after the AM game and said, "It was me. I was disconnected. It was on me. I'm, it's not going to be that way." And he had a positive looking. Uh, first half, still mistakes. Still had mistakes. Arguably, it's his best game this year, right? Arguably, his and best still game lost. this year. Hey, and he, Tennessee, ha- is uh, I think the only team with three spots in rushing uh, in the SEC as far as leaders. And we couldn't run the ball. And for- one of them is Milton. And we couldn't run the ball in the second half. Nope. It's called adjustments by Alabama. One thing that Nick Saban is great at is adjusting and winning games. Is out coaching everybody because he's uh, just done it again. Yeah. Yes. Plus, our playbook is nowhere near as large as it was last year. Oh my goodness! Look at you. Did you even? I don't even think you read this, but I sure didn't. But listen, I promise I didn't. It, <laughs> sending out a list. It says. This is called a show full of questions. We're going to hit four-minute drill. Next one was, does Milton look better? The next question seriously says, are they not opening the playbook? <laughs> I, I, hand to God, I didn't read it. I just came, drove all the way back from Bristol, bang, banged up, hung over from the day before, went to church this morning, had a headache, had to pull the boat all the way back. I didn't read nothing. But the playbook is nowhere near as large so, as it was last year. So, to, yes, it is. And what's up with these new shuffles? Just a little shuffle pass, or or I'm going to carry it, and if I'm going to get hit, I'm going to shuffle it to you so that you can You mean the gain, option? Gain <laughs> six, six more. No, he's, he's got a couple of them where he's shuffling out in front of him. Yeah. 
Yeah, he, he pitched a, one that wasn't supposed to be pitched. And it, it made him look very unathletic. When oh, did. my God. Oh, I see, yeah, he, like he two-hand passed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, chest uh, pass. Like, wrong sport. I yeah, don't he think he's that athletic. I, for some reason. Now, when he gets if, if going. I'm being honest. He gets going, gets out in the open. They said he was clocked at, what, 21 miles an hour or whatever. But when you put him in them situations where it's not a design run, he's having to do, he just, he looks out of, just uncomfortable, out of his skin. Maybe uncoordinated is the right word. Maybe uncoordinated. (laughs) Maybe Joe stomp like he throw (laughs) real hard. Joe throw ball far. You move, I knock you over. (laughs) Give Joe the rock. Hey, I know it's, there's it's a lot like of hate. A... There's a lot of hate for him right now, but I thought I know uh it's got his first half performance has people questioning, you know, uh should we should we, you know, should we keep him around or what? I thought he looked damn good in that first half. Like they looked like a high-powered offense. It was crazy. I agree. I agree. It was wild. He had Moment. I mean, we threw the ball more than we have all year, right? Probably. He threw the ball more in the first qu- first quarter than he did all of last game. He was slicing and dicing them, but we talked about it before the show, um, maybe earlier too. Uh, the red phone, red zone performance from Alabama was just out lights out. I yep. mean, they wouldn't give up a yard once you got down there. They wouldn't give up a yard. Correct. That uh, that like that that goes to another question that we have: is are we lacking wide receiver speed? Ramel Keaton looks like the best receiver in the nation one minute, and then he looks like he plays on Solvanese High School. He got new minutes. gloves. Did you see? Did you see his new gloves? He had black gloves no. on. They may have been, they may have been little giant. Well, he may. Well, have they had they had black cleats on too. If you didn't notice that, he was actually catching some some of the balls. He was actually yeah. He had pine tar on it. And, <laughs> and is that illegal? You know they. Gotta be. I mean, the gloves are already sticky, so why can't they add any more to it? Yeah. Somebody's gonna. We uh, we didn't have a wide open moment that was used. The tight end was wide open on that touchdown pass. The one that don't remember his name. Jacob Warren. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was wide open. Samson would have been open for his catch too, had not he been held and got a no call. I think on the touchdown pass to Squirrel, uh, somebody was wide open in the middle of the field too. I mean, it still worked. It still worked. Uh, the the so the only taking advantage of deep throw over the middle, wide open, was the shot from Milrow. Over it was definitely oh my definitely gosh. wide. I mean, to, to, they just watched it sail over him. Yeah. Well, but but uh, one of the guys was. I mean, I'm not. Once again, I'm not a blame the ref guy, but he was like he was getting Undertaker chokehold on the line. Yeah. I mean, he was getting turned. I mean, he was like folded backwards. What you know? It's, it, you can call holding on every play. Let's you, be honest. You could call holding on every play, and, and I'm glad you you brought this up. So a- Alabama, I mean, I saw some holding, and. and the big guys on the line, like you said, every play, every play is just to how much. But when that it's, was pretty egregious, that one. Let's just be honest. 
That one was pretty egregious. But when it's a pass interference, something that would have stopped a major play or or a fair or, catch. I mean, yes, one <laughs> one for Dylan Sampson at the end zone. Uh, another one was a, a deep ball right hand side. I mean, the, the pass interference misses, the hold misses, the blatant hold misses uh, were insane. Here is a team, Alabama who is averaging from their own side. I went to Alabama's and looked at their stats, and it, and they are averaging 50 yards a game. Now, that average just lowered because they only had five yards. Two weeks ago in A&M, they had over 100. You're clean gonna, team. They're just a clean team. Yeah. They're clean. They figured it out. One yeah. You one penalty for, what did we say it was? Five yards. It was for a, a legal... Snap infraction. infraction. Yes, yeah, a snap infraction. infraction. You're going to tell me that a team two weeks ago that had 10, 12 penalties, 100 yards, did not commit a single pass interference, a single hold, a single hands to the face. Nothing. It's surprising. You hear that silence? <laughs> That's exactly what Josh Heupel did, too. It's it makes me yep, think that <laughs> sure you know is. it's like it's like a old brother where I art thou just some good old boy politicking in Tuscaloosa. He's bona fide. Are you? <laughs> well, he's he's bona fide. Are you bona fide, Heupel? Nope. Uh, no, Heupel's not bona fide. University of Tennessee's not bona fide. Greg Sankey has bona fide three teams: two in the West and one in the East. <laughs> Who's the other one in the West? LSU, for some reason, they're on that tiger dick so hard, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh. Brian Kelly with that fake southern accent. <laughs> He's not bona fide. He wishes he was. He was. <laughs> you want your cornbread? Oh, oh. Our picks uh, last week. Hey, at least I can say. That we're not Arkansas fans or Mississippi State fans, because a game that we—that <laughs> has to be a miserable life. A game that we picked, you had twenty-eight seventeen. I had thirty-five. I, I thought KJ Jefferson's good. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. For seven to three, snooze fest of the, the month of the week <laughs> of the month, maybe the year. <laughs> yeah. It, I I would not be surprised if Mississippi State Arkansas games for the rest of of the season like they're they are they're just going to be on ESPN Plus no matter who they're playing the rest of the year. I picked that uh, I picked the Mizzou correct you for I know why you didn't pick Mizzou, uh, but I for, also forgot that Shane Beamer's a fraud. <laughs> and then Auburn still winless in the conference. LSU puts what it up. What score on. did I pick? What score did I pick? For Ole Miss? Yeah. 42-10. Oh. I tough, said tough for... Play. I tough to play in Jordan Hare. I said 42-10, and you said, Hare. yeah, just go with that. <laughs> yeah. Tough to play down there in Jordan Hare. Tough. Jordan Hare. Well, they're going to win an SEC game this week, folks. Mark my words. Auburn's winning an SEC game this week. They play Mississippi State. <laughs> They'll probably still lose. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Freeze is still paying for his sins of calling hookers. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's probably not too many hookers down there in Auburn and Toomer's Corner. It might be. 
We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back in and pick our games and talk what we really got to do to get past Kentucky in, uh, in the grocery store aisle. Pay your taxes. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hey, Vols fans, let's be honest. Do you really trust where the meat comes from at your local grocery store? With all the fillers and preservatives out there and their unknown long-term issues, why not take a little stress off of your grocery list? More and more people are going back to the farmers for their local eggs, vegetables, fruits, honey. Teague Premium Beef offers a local solution to a nationwide problem. Simply visit bellbucklebeef.com to select your cuts and choose the processor nearest you. Teague Premium Beef will deliver grass-fed, grain-finished beef to that processor. Why take chances on the unknown? Choose local. Choose Teague Premium Beef. Welcome back, Tennessee fans. The second half of the show, we're going to go in, make some picks, talk about Kentucky, still have our guest, Will, with us. Uh, I don't know if Brad's been, uh, the Duke's been, had his head turning a little bit about quite possibly the alma mater of it's our probably, special guest. Sounds like it's Mississippi State. <laughs> Are you just going off the color that I'm wearing? Yeah, yeah I sure am. Yeah. I, I, I wore this. I wore this on purpose to just throw you off. Or is he from ETSU? Go Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> go Bucks. Go Bucks. Starting off week nine, South Carolina visiting uh, A&M, ESPN, noon Eastern. Ooh. We'll give it to we'll give it to Will to start it out. Who you got? Um, what you got? 
I uh, obviously uh, I went to um, Knoxville for the South Carolina game. I was able to watch them up front. Um, they're not that good, you know. They're just not. So I'm rolling A and M on this one. What kind of score you got on that? A uh, lot to a little. <laughs> hey, that's that's I love it. I love it. <laughs> I think Shane Beamer's lost. I think Shane Beamer has lost the locker room and probably a toenail. I'd have to feel like he probably broke it when he broke his toe. He probably stubbed his toe. His toenail's coming off too, right? <laughs> um, 35-12. A&M. Ooh. Giving him just 12 again. Well, proof's in the pudding. And A&M's got a really good defense. A legit defense. I don't know if Mizzou does. It's hard for me to wrap my brain around how good Mizzou is. Jimbo needs a win. Now, you flip this around. For me, you flip this around and put this in South Carolina. In the cockpit? And his... (laughs) His trouble on the road. I would give South Carolina the win. You're you're crazy. But being that it's there, I'm going A and M forty two twenty one. And we still we still have no score from Will. He just says a whole bunch. Okay. Just, I mean, I'll I'll roll I'll roll uh thirty thirty eight twenty one. I'm giving him a little bit more points than than I originally was thinking. <laughs> Just because uh, both teams aren't incredible. The CBS game of the week, 3.30 Eastern, the one, they're, they're not allowed to politically call it this, what they have. The world's largest co- outdoor cocktail party. <laughs> we'll say it for them. We need, as Tennessee fans, to be Florida fans for that game in order for any hope for Tennessee to have any type of dealings in the East. Music City Bowl, here we come. <laughs> I will not watch if we go to a Music City Bowl again. That's a... You want Florida to win. You need Florida to win, but you can't pick Florida to win. Neutral site. It's still Sunbelt, Billy. Makes me think of uh, old Billy Barule one from Caddyshack. Oh, Billy, 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 Billy. Georgia 35-28. You think it's that close? I don't. 42-14. Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm going up there with Georgia. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say 42. 42. Oh, give, give, give Duke a nine. 40, <laughs> 40, 42. 16. Sixteen. I like, I like, the, I like Six. the obscure. There might be a safety sprinkled in there, Bird. <laughs> There's going to be some weird stuff going on. A safety and somebody goes for two and gets it. <laughs> the, and then two field goals. The uh, sixteen conference uh, um, bottom of the barrels in the West. The three thirty on SEC Network. Mississippi State visiting Jordan, Jordan Hare. Hare. Jordan Hare. Jordan Hare. (laughs) 
in the plains playing the uh identity issue war eagle tigers i don't know i don't know what's going on but it's 2023 and you can be whatever you want <laughs> sometimes they identify as eagles and other times they identify as the tigers <laughs> whatever kind of mood they're in that day i uh i gotta go i gotta go auburn on this Right. Auburn's. Uh, I mean, I've I've watched Auburn two or three games this year. They're just. I, I don't see anything good out of their coming out of their defense. I think Mississippi State will escape um, in Jordan Air. Oh. I think it'll be. Oh. I, think it'll, I think they're going to win by a field goal. Let's say uh, 21-24. I mean, Will Rogers is still not playing, right? He's there for his twelfth season, but he's still not playing. I think he's done. <laughs> As far as I know, no, he's he is Auburn thirteen, Mississippi State seven. Mississippi State only put up seven points against Arkansas. I don't expect him to put any more up against Auburn. There's no way Arkansas's defense is that much better than Auburn's. No way. I'm close to you. I said Auburn twenty eight ten. That's the snooze fest of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I would rather watch Vanderbilt or Ole Miss. Well, that's At least the, I see some points with Ole Miss. That's the next one on the list. I agree list with that. For us, <laughs> the graveyard. Next one on the list, 7.30 Eastern. We're going to, of course, skip the Tennessee-Kentucky Come back to it. 7.30 Eastern, SEC Network. Vanderbilt traveling to Kiffin Stadium. <laughs> Where they have the champions, Walt, for winning what? We don't know. <laughs> for being decent at basketball. The Walk of Champions for what sport? Baseball. That's football stadium. <laughs> well, you got to give it to Ole Miss, but by how much? You know, What's Vandy still like, holds. Like 25? Vandy still holds some some stat, top of the stat sheet on a couple things. GPA. Um, de- <laughs> defensive tackles, <laughs> you know, things like that. Well, because they're on defense when they're on offense. It's just <laughs> play the numbers here. They got more opportunities to make more tackles because they're always out there. So is this like a 48-14 kind of game, or you think higher? I sure do. I think they put as much up on Vanderbilt as LSU put up on Army. I got it 48-21. 62-6. Now, is this a missed... Or is it? No, no, they don't. They don't do that. It's two field goals. I used to say missed extra point, but that's two field goals. Sixty-two six. Forty-two uh, twenty-one. Um, uh, you know, Ole Miss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> forty-two twenty-one. Go Clark. <laughs> <laughs> and bringing it in. Tennessee traveling up to the grocery store. Number 21, Tennessee. Smack. We can't talk much more smack about that because Tennessee has taken that business model as well with the, <laughs> with the Food City Center. <laughs> it should have been called the it should have been called the Food City Forum. That sounds better. It rolls off the Food City Forum rolls off the tongue better. But so, can, Food City Center just thinks I'm going to the normal Food City. Maybe that's why they did it. I don't know. Kentucky will be coming off of a bye. After coming off of a loss 
both of us five and two, both of us two and two in the conference. We got to stop the leading rusher in Ray Davis. Uh, I'm sorry, he's not leading. He's second in rushing yards. But uh, that Hairston, I think is his name, the defensive back, leads in SEC in interceptions. And then you got Milton that can't throw. I don't know. It's just like what which Kentucky are we going to see? That Georgia game just always just makes me scratch my head. Like I was very disappointed. I was hoping Kentucky could have done a little bit, made a little bit more noise, you know. Um, but Tennessee, uh, I think that they played well against Alabama the first half. I'm hoping to see more of that. Uh, but let's go Tennessee. Uh, bye. Kentucky only put up 21 against Mizzou. Yeah. Which I mean, I can always say what I always say. What's that? Death taxes in Tennessee beats Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm a little nervous this year because I do know that Kentucky hates us way more than we hate them. (laughs) And it's also, we're also playing it in Kroger. In Kroger. At night. In the the cold. In the cold. Probably cold up there. I don't know. And... I th- I kind of think that Hypel might can lose the locker room too. That the guys on the team just say we don't give a shit anymore. We're done. You you ready for that big question reveal? Saving the big question for after the Kentucky preview. Why don't we throw it right in in the middle? And listeners, this this uh, is not an original question because this is one that the Duke asked me several weeks ago. What if? On our show full of questions. What if Hypel was not the brains behind last year's success? What if Golish was really the guy? Tell me there's not See, enough proof in the pudding to show that for this year. I mean, I haven't watched a single game of UCF or USF or wherever he went, so I have no idea. Who'd they play early on that they were actually playing very good against for a quarter? Alabama, was it not? I think it was. I think it was Alabama's first or or second game. Will, you should know this. Who are we talking about? What what team are we talking about? (laughs) The Bulls. University. I I cut in and out my my AirPod. University of South South Florida, uh, where Alex Golish has gone to be the head coach. They played Alabama earlier, first second game of the year, right? Yes, correct. But uh, and, it was and gave them a little bit of troubles in the beginning. No, a hundred percent. The first half, yeah. I mean, was it was you know. Then you run into well then you run into depth, you know, and yeah. You, USF's not going to have depth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're not going to have depth. It's uh, they're not going to have it. Brad, Tennessee beats Kentucky twenty-eight twenty-one. Hey, uh, leading up to the Alabama game, I forgot to say this: is I was like, you know what they need to do is take the ball twenty-five yard line. 
line him up with some extra tight ends, extra running back to really protect Milton and let him air it out and just raindrop it in the other end zone because the corners are going to give up on him. They're not, you know, you're still running. What the hell are you still running for? Corners give up on the wide receiver and he just drops it in. And then listening to the broadcast, they say, well, we interviewed Saban and he said, he told his corners, I don't care how far they run. You stay with them because this guy can throw it 80 yards. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn it, Saban. Why you got to be so small? I still say Saban's only got two more years left. I I agree. Somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. Then they hire Lane Kiffin. Well, <sighs> mm. Lane, Lane, Lane Kiffin. I, I mean, I personally, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if we should make the big reveal or not, but Lane Kiffin's not, I, I don't want him to become the Alabama coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's, there's your sign. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's okay. We all, we all commit sins. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He who cast the first stone. Hate the sin, not the sinner. <laughs> That's what my mom used to always say. But, although you find out where our special guest went to school, you have to know his positive notes about going to his kneeling game. Yes. I I got to uh, visit the electrifying uh, kneeling stadium for the first time this year. And... Uh, I'd say I went to a pretty good game, night game, South Carolina. Um, dark mode. Dark mode. We went up. Uh, we had, you know, it was a pretty competitive game up there till the half. Tennessee started just taking a chokehold on it. But I'm telling you, coming from an Alabama fan that's been to many Alabama, uh, Bryant-Denny night games, whatever. I mean, I went to the Cam Newton game. Um, oh, wow. Where he just where he came back twenty four oh half, and there's just something about being in Knoxville at night with those decimals creeping up to one hundred twenty. You know, <laughs> it's uh they know how to do it. This was the first time that I had ever heard of Saban taking to social media and saying, "We need y'all to be a part of this game. We need the fans to be loud. We need to give them back what they gave us last year." Yeah. It's been, a, I mean, the dialogue has always been, uh, dialogue has always been Nick Saban getting mad at the stadium because everyone just expects to win in, in Tuscaloosa. And it's just like, you know, kind of a dud atmosphere the past like three or four years. So <laughs> it's uh, refreshing to see, um, you know, them clap. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, y'all are used to lighting cigars. I need you to clap yeah. now. There for there three four years ago, they he was getting mad because the the stadium's half empty in the third quarter. <laughs> I'd be going to the bar too if I was the dudes there. <laughs> <laughs> By thirty. Yeah. I will say the South Carolina game. At South Carolina's pretty electric because I went two years ago for the, the or last year for the debacle, the torn ACL game, mm-hmm. and I think I heard sandstorm. I mean, eighty two times. 
And my brother-in-law went to USC. So we went with him. And, I mean, it was a good time. The, their fans are a little mean, though. And Tennessee fans are normally not mean to anybody. Yeah, I had a good experience when I went. Well, granted, I wasn't wearing any Alabama stuff. I was, was sure going to say. It a lot different. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've been to away games for Tennessee. And I, I mean, I've been – Ole Miss wasn't bad. I went I went to the Alabama game when it was Josh Dobbs' first start. We got ran out of the damn building after halftime. Um, But I do – I mean, I'm a Tennessee fan, so obviously I don't see any of the hate. But <laughs> I've never seen it. And I've had – I've taken other people from other schools that are fans of other schools, and they have – Oh yeah, yeah. Said nothing but good things. Yeah, but I'm also taking the people that I know. So. Uh, t- two years ago, I sat in Neyland right next to Georgia fans, and he's like, "How's today gonna go?" I was like, uh, "I'm watching Georgia on their way to another SEC champion, another uh, another championship." He goes, "Oh, it's gonna be a good day then." I was like, Absolutely. It's going to be a really good game. I did see that they said that Brock Bowers might come back the Tennessee game. And all I have to say is think about your future. You know, yeah. think about going to the NFL. Go yeah. ahead and just sit the game out. You I, know yeah. it's, a, it's a joke, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, That's like Caleb Williams from USC. You might as well hang it up, buddy. Just, just go on. It's not worth it. Live your life. Georgia's going to win regardless. They've got, you know, a slew of tight ends. Maybe that are not as athletic as he is. And I think Beck's better than what a lot of people think. I think Beck's pretty good. Old crackhead looking Beck is better than what he is. He does look like a meth head, does he not? (laughs) Yes, he does. Maybe he he maybe used to dabble in it, now he just deals it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. (laughs) Made some past mistakes with that reckless tattoo on his arm. Maybe wishes he could take it back. <laughs> now that we've gotten way off path here, Tennessee, Kentucky, 34-24, Tennessee. I'm not going to be shocked if Kentucky wins, though. Will, what you got score-wise? I, see I, think, I, think, I, think, I think Kentucky shows up a little bit. They, they, they rushed the ball pretty well. Georgia's obviously shown struggles with, like, what two, three teams that weren't, weren't even ranked? Uh, I think Kentucky's gonna make it close, like uh, a 21 30, uh, 21 30 ball game. Then everybody's gonna go, all Tennessee fans go to Two Keys in Lexington and drink a beer for me. <laughs> That's the bar up there. Milro has, uh, it's gonna have a lot to prove week nine. Um, I would love to see week 10. I would love to see when UConn visiting into Neyland for homecoming. Give Nico the second half. At least a second half. Because week 11, we go to Mizzou. Uh, with the number one running back up there that I just went mind blank on. Very and Eli Drinkwitz is going to run the score up on us if he can. Oh, he yeah. was very butt hurt. We did it last oh, year. Oh, yes, he was. Yeah, he didn't like that. He was he was <laughs> very outspoken. <laughs> He's still such a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> what is your thought? Speaking of him, you you brought him up, so my mind went there. 
if they cut Jimbo his seventy-seven million, Eli Drinkowitz at A and M, Josh Heupel, no, <laughs> Eli Drinkowitz A and M. You do know I did. I saw a stat this week that said under the same amount of games, someone had two more wins than Jimbo, and they were paying him six million a year. <laughs> God talk. I'd say the. I'd say the. I could see the coach from Oregon. Dan Lanning? Yeah. I mean, he's got an easy gig out there on the left coast playing, mm. you know. But he's an SEC guy. He is. Come home. Come and home. A&M's, to, got, A&M's got more money than anybody. They've got, they've got everything they need except for a coaching staff. And cheerleaders. <laughs> and female cheerleaders. <laughs> Yeah, cheerleaders. Those, yeah, because the men are called yell leaders. <laughs> Somehow, we've managed to go almost 40 minutes on this thing. <laughs> Which is just podcast suicide. <laughs> but, it's a good conversation piece. Less jokes. You can tell you've been out on, on the lake. And I'm hung over. Lake, buddy, I'm banged up. <laughs> banged up. Have you uh, have you ever sped off with a trailer motor and made someone fall in? Um, not not that, but I have fallen in. <laughs> Same. <laughs> On your own accord, or someone did it to you? <laughs> so you've been sped off on while you're standing on deck sure have oh sure that's have. that's great that is absolutely i mean it's great. the oldest trick in the book yeah it's funny when you hear it happening to other people though yeah maybe i just haven't been enough for that to happen to me well you got enough time to catch yourself bird because you're so short that's right i hit was that rise yeah. on the fiberglass rise on the side about six yeah, inches? Like, yeah, I just put my arm out. The gunnel. It's called a gunnel. <laughs> you hit the gunnel. Listeners, we want to thank you for tuning in another episode of Tennessee Fan Talk. Remember, if you want to get in on the show, just shoot us a message. Wherever you are, we are at TN Fan Talk. Hit us up, talk some balls, laugh at the dude. Want to thank our special guest Will for joining us in here, despite being a crimson colored person. Once again, hate seeing not center, <laughs> <laughs> but at least he has seen the neon orange. Line. I'm an open, I'm an open minded Alabama fan. This hey, should be refreshing for hey. Tennessee fans to see. Yes, yes, yeah. we're not all bad. Yeah, we have we've met plenty of douchers ourselves. Well, I mean, everybody. I mean, I'm sure Alabama thinks all Tennessee fans are bad too. They were not. Well, not all of them. No, I do. Not me, but there, there are. I will say there is an overwhelming oh. amount. Oh yeah. yeah. But I will tell you, the worst fan base in the SEC, speaking from experience, Georgia. <laughs> Haven't dealt Drone, a lot with them, but LSU fans, they. My really wife, my out. wife is from Louisiana. Went to the LSU Tennessee game last year, and my joke is we had Nutrirap before the game. <laughs> Come uh, week twelve, 
we'll have uh, just before week 12 closing out week 11 before week 12 we'll have uh special guest franklin on big georgia fan so we can make fun of him being the worst thing. i'm sure he barks like a grown man does <laughs> <laughs> he, pro- he probably has his own collar with the studs he's on it. He's got shoulder pads <laughs> with the studs. Yes. Yeah. Does he? And a and a <laughs> and a big chain for his for his interceptions. Probably got a hobnail boot somewhere too. What everybody knows what that is. <laughs> well, thank you again, listeners. See you next week. Go balls. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.